Are you listening? And welcome into the rantings of a fantasy football fanatic. I am your host, Jesse Moeller, a.k.a. Moller 5 And what a day one of the NFL draft we had, folks. Round one was lit, as they say. It was popping. It was crazy. I don't think anybody knew what was going on. It was super chaotic. And it really showed us the NFL was not sure about this class in general, right? We had wide receivers not going until basically pick 20. We had two running backs going in the top 12 of the draft we had three quarterbacks going in the top four picks like it was just it was a banana oh yeah and we had a tight end sleep sneak in the back half of the route right now i just kind of wanted to go over each of the picks for round one see how it went so let's just let's just jump right into it right so first up we had mr bryce young going to carolina with the first overall pick and that was a chalk pick as expected um I will tell you where he is in my rookie rankings. Um, I went in, had him in Superflex. He is my 103. He does not change because that was what was expected. And we're going off of that, right? Now, I'm not I'm not too worried about Carolina. What Carolina, what they did is building an offense kind of similar to how Jacksonville did the year before. Got a bunch of just guys who are NFL talents that are have been solid in the past and can actually be decent for you. So they brought in Adam Thielen, they signed Miles Sanders, and now they have those two guys who are kind of the veteran presence to go along with like LaVisca Chenault. They have a Shai Smith, like you have Terrace Marshall, you have these other guys there, right? Where they're just going to be counting on Bryce Young. Now you got him with Frank Reich, which is nice. It's not completely unknown. Like he knows what he's doing with quarterbacks and offense. So that should be a good thing. Um, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's not super exciting. It's kind of what we expected. Um, I'm not as high on him as other people are where they have him as the QB one in the class, just because I don't know how well it translates for fantasy. Um, he is still my QB two. I know some people love Stroud more, but let's real Richardson's been my guy forever. So yeah, it's just an overall just good day for Carolina. They got their quarterback of the future and hopefully it pans out for them now. Number pick two was all over the place. We had Will Levis running as a betting favorite. Oof, that didn't work out. He didn't even go in the first round. Um, but there was the early favorite beginning of the process. What's well, after the combine was CJ Stroud. After everyone saw his throwing and how incredible it looked at the combine, everyone was like, oh, CJ Stroud, QB1. He's been one of the better quarterbacks the last two years. And that's true. He has. He's also had the best talent, skill position talent. This man has thrown to. Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson. Like the list goes on and on and on. Like, Emeka Ajukba, another freaking first round talent. Like he's just, it's incredible the guys he's thrown to, right? So it's no wonder he's been really good. Like he's been very freaking good. Yeah. Like he's, and he put on the best game tape I saw of any quarterback in the class. And that was him against Georgia. That game against Georgia was just legendary stuff. If if we're getting that CJ Stroud, oh baby, his wheels up. Now the issue is he doesn't have near enough of that talent. Um, I will say he's sneaky Konami upside, where he never really ran in college. That wasn't what he did, but he tested and he tested well. So you know he has that ability if he needs to. But the thing about him, 
Stroud is he more looks to pass than he does run, right? So he will extend a play to look to make a pass, right? Which is what you want for a quarterback. Let's be real. For fantasy, I'm not as in on Stroud. The issue comes down to who the hell is he going to pass to? Like he has Dalton Schultz, but that wide receiver core is just diminished. Brandon Cooks is gone. So you have Nico Collins. You have John Mechie, right? Like those are his top two wide receivers. He's got Dalton Schultz. He's a respectable, solid tight end. And then the running backs has got Devin Singletary, who's been awful as a pass catcher, and Damian Pierce, who wasn't anything special as a pass catcher. So realistically, like that's a bottom what bottom five group of pass catchers in the league. Just it's just not great, and they desperately need someone to step up. Um, Stroud's just a nice quarterback. He's one of the best throwers, and if not the best thrower in the class, right? The things he can do, he doesn't have them super talented arm strength, but his touch and placement on balls is is fantastic. So. The problem is at pick three, they traded up for Will Anderson. And instead of pairing a good wide receiver, they went and got the beast edge rusher, right? Which made no sense because you're not going to be competitive this year. Why the heck are you spending all of that premium draft capital to get a guy that's like, he's really good, but this is what you do for a quarterback. Otherwise you only make this type of move or you should make this type of move where you're giving up future first on top of it. For true guys that really help you win, that's kind of the problem. They like basically they took one step forward and two steps back with that trade. So they just don't have the talent, and they could be one of the worst teams in the league. Now I think with Stroud, he's too good of a quarterback. They're not going to be one of the worst teams in the league, but they're not going to be like competitive. So it's kind of interesting to see how this team does it. But you got Jamico Ryan's they. New GM and they really just went for it. So it's pretty interesting to see. Um, he's my QB three and he does not drop down. He's still 104 in Superflex drafts. Nothing changes there. Um, we will see. I am tempted to possibly bump either Bryce Young and CJ Stroud down, but we'll see. Right now, they're both all top four picks in Superflex rookie drafts. So I'm not too worried about them. Now, the next pick is our boy, Anthony Richardson. He, oh, baby, fancy boys galore. That's what we love to see. Now, he goes to Indy, and that team is very much in transition. They have Jonathan Taylor on offense. They have Michael Pittman, but you have, like, Alec Pierce. You have the ghost of Mo Alley Cox. You got Jelani Woods. Like, it's not the best group of pass catchers outside of Pittman. It's just, it's ho-hum. But for fantasy aspect, like, it really doesn't matter. That's not why we're chasing Richardson. It's as the QB1 in the class, which... Newsflash, he still is, and he's the locked in one two for me. Like I'm not, I'm not moving any above him. He's it's Bijan, and it's Anthony Richardson, and nobody's touching those two. That's just where we're going with that. But the thing about Richardson that makes him such a special, like fancy prospect as opposed to quarterback, because there are red flags with him as a quarterback. It's like his footwork, and it leads to these inaccuracy issues where you see him actually. He makes a progression, and he reads. He will. Make the reads. It's just those accuracy issues are killing him. So he needs to get that tightened up and fixed. And if he does, you're talking about elite fantasy asset here. Um, if you try to project him, actually, with like he could be top twelve quarterback, no problem, because they're gonna he's going to play for week one. Because let's be real, like they spent a top four pick on him, he's gonna play. And it kind of sucks for the pass catchers, Pittman, where it's a rookie quarterback, and this is actually all of the rookie quarterbacks. The pass catchers usually take a hit. Rookie quarterbacks help out their running backs. So 
hello, Jonathan Taylor. Like, if people are low on Jonathan Taylor, you should absolutely invest in him because that pairing of Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. If they get the offensive line figured out, oh, baby, it's going to be fireworks. But the thing about Richardson is he doesn't take sacks and he does not turn the ball over. So what that means is you have a high floor rushing quarterback who isn't going to give you negative plays. So drives are going to be sustained. This isn't Malik Willis where like he can't execute an offense. Richardson's shown that like he can do the stuff you need. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see him from a fantasy option. Like uh, there's nothing that is going to barring an injury. Like he's not going to fall below Stroud or Young for me. He's locked in 102 QB one in the class. Like just send in your pick now if you have it. If you want to trade back, if you have the 102, you better get something special. Like make someone pay for it. Do not just be like, oh, I'll take a third. No, you need something substantial to move back. Like Richardson has a super high floor and he has a high ceiling in the class. Like I know everybody loves Bijan, but the true ceiling outcome, if Richardson hits it, like he's the top five quarterback for fantasy. Like that's what we're talking about. So it's wheels up for Richardson. Like I, he got the draft capital. We're all in, baby. So we're gonna move down to the next pick, and y'all know it, Mister B. John Robinson. The Falcons freaking did it, folks. They said, you know what? We don't give a you know what. We're taking our guy. Oh, I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Like <laughs> we were talking about this on a live stream on the FF2 podcast. We're like, just take, just take Will Levis. Like he's supposed to be your quarterback, right? But. Turns out the whole entire NFL was out on Will Levis, so good call. But you take Bijan. So now you have Bijan, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. That's three like premium offensive weapons. That's some of the best skill position talent in the league. Now they need to get a quarterback. Either Desmond Ritter needs to get better, or they, it could be rough for him. But yeah, like it's just I would not worry about him. Do not move off of Bijan at the 101. Like, don't take anyone else there. That's just a bad idea. He's such a good player. Like, he's ridiculous. Like, and the reason why I say don't move, like, when I talked about Richardson having a higher ceiling, yeah, that's true. But his floor is drastically lower. Like, it's not even close. <laughs> Bijan Robinson is going to be an impact asset the moment he walks on the field. Tyler Algiers, he's cooked. He's gone. Like, he's dead. It don't matter. Don't, don't even worry about Tyler Algiers, Cordero Patterson, none of that crap. Those dudes are done. It's Bijan Robinson's backfield. Now, I know you're saying, oh, but the NFL is moving more towards running back by committees. Yes, they are, but not for high-end talents like this. Like, we see guys where it's Christian McCaffrey's or if it's or if it's Austin Eckler's or if it's, you know, JT when he's rolling or any one of those guys, right? Like, if it's a true special talent with our running back position, they're going to get fed. And you know Arthur Smith loves to pound the rock, right? So what's he going to do? He's going to feature Bijan, and the man's going to be a, a weapon out of the backfield both passing and running. So it's just, yeah, all in on Bijan. I I love those free weapons they have. Just find a way to get a freaking quarterback, Atlanta. I beg you. Because Ritter ain't it. Just get somebody in there, man. And once they do, oh, my God, that offense is going to be literally unstoppable. Like, it's going to be a joy to watch. Um, Yeah, Bijan Robinson, he's the RB1 of the class. He's the 101 of the class. Locked in. It's not even close. The next fantasy asset Freaking Jameer Gibbs at pick 12 blew everybody's mind. We're like, what the hell? How, what? Gibbs at 12? What's going on? And you saw the highlights for the Lions. They were 
they were going Dan Campbell, like red eye coffee, just bear hugs. They were pumped and everybody scratching their head. It, it came out later. And even Gibbs was like, yeah, I didn't think I was going that high at all, which is what like. I really think what happened is my guess, and this is just complete speculation on my part. I think the fact <laughs> the Lions just panicked and took their best player on the board because nobody was nobody was talking about taking him there. So unless there's some inside sources where other teams are going to take Gibbs that high, that's a massive reach for Gibbs. Like we were talking about Gibbs going to Cincinnati in the back half of the first round, like not pick twelve, dude. That's that's a premium capital. So yeah, DeAndre Swift, he's cooked. Um, I know people I've seen on Twitter like get out of here with the nonsense about DeAndre Swift. They brought in David Montgomery and they spent a top 12 pick on Jameer Gibbs. You think DeAndre Swift's gonna freaking play? Like, nah, dude, he's getting traded or he's just chilling on the bench. They're not playing DeAndre Swift, he's dunzoed. And I have one Swift share, which I was trying to unload before the draft because I was freaking worried about it. And I was like, God dang it, that happened. I thought like maybe Bijan would go to there. I did not expect Gibbs because that's what you're getting with Gibbs is what everyone thought you were getting with um, DeAndre Swift, right? You thought he would be this pass-catching weapon, superstar. He's been efficient. He just can't stay on the field. And you can tell the Lions are just fed up with him. So you got B. John Robinson, who's just – or sorry, you have Jameer Gibbs coming in, who's just an upgraded version of DeAndre Swift. He's better. He's got a better profile. He's a better running back. He's just a better player. Like, I hate to break to y'all, but Gibbs is coming to just take that job. So – Wheels up for Gibbs. He's RB2. And um, one QB, he's my 102. And, like, I'm not – no, I'm not taking JSN over him. We'll get in JSN why. Like, JSN's good. But Gibbs is that dude. He, he got the draft capital. And if a running back gets round one draft capital, like, the production is there. The runway is there. You don't get Nick Chubb. You don't – these late situations, right? Like, this is early round one, too. Like, this is not back half of round one. This is pick 12. This is insane. Like, nobody expected this. So, yeah. I'm a little worried about James Williams. I already was worried about James Williams. Now that he's been suspended and his rookie year is complete, just flop. Um, the two options in that offense I'm investing are Almond Ross and Brown uh, and Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, the quarterback, you know, he's cheap. Like, you could ride him, no problem. But, like, Jerry Goff could be a QB one again, no problem. The offense is really good. Um, yeah, so I'm not worried about it at all. Don't let the perceived issues of the landing spot hold you back from Jameer Gibbs. Just trust, trust the talent Jameer Gibbs. He's going to be used. We can rewind this back if I'm wrong, but I do not expect to be wrong at all. Like realistically, I expect Swift to get traded, and it's Gibbs backfield. So don't worry about it. Next up, the Seahawks did it, folks. They finally do what we were talking about. It's been forever since we've got a third wide receiver, and they took the best wide receiver. Somehow, Jackson Smith and Jigba falls to pick 20. Don't know why. Teams needed wide receivers. You saw the Packers pass on one. I was like, what? We saw Chicago just pass on one. We're like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it was really weird, right? And Patriots were like, now nah, we're trading back. And I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, this is a good wide receiver, right? So he kept falling, and I'm like, oh, shit, is it about to happen? He's falling to Seattle? I was like, oh, my God, take it, Seattle. And they milked the clock. It was just like, do it, do it, do it. And they took it, and I couldn't believe it. It was like, yes. So Gino Smith wheels up, folks. He has Ken Walker, and he's got – now he's got Noah Fant, who's just – Noah Fant's dead. Like, I hate to break to you. Noah Fant, he's just – ain't going to happen for Noah Fant. It might happen like four years down the road in a different place. But 
and they have a Purdue fan in, in Seattle. Uh, but yeah, you have Jack Smith and Jigba, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. That's still one of the best trios in freaking football. Like, that's incredible. Seahawks, crank up the pass volume, please, for the love of God. Let these guys go and just have a blast. Um, it might suppress his ceiling a little bit, but if if he is the guy you think he is in the talent wise, don't worry about it. Really good wide receivers. They find a way to get earn that volume, right? Now the passing volume is going to be heavily condensed around those three. So yeah, good luck to Ken Walker and catching passes. That shit ain't gonna happen either. But yeah, it's going to be heavily condensed. When we're looking like it wouldn't shock me to see this 66% literally just around those three pass catching weapons. Like I'm sorry, it's like that shouldn't surprise anyway at all. It's gonna be a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. So I know people are worried about Jason. He's still my wide receiver one. I'm I'm not. He's this talented player in a good situation. And Gino Smith's a good quarterback. It's not a bad thing. Like, chill. It might depress his year one, but wheels up, man. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you have Lockett's getting older. I still love Tyler Lockett, but he's he's starting to age out well past the age curve, right? So how much longer can he keep it up? But it's just good news. So J- JSN is still my 106 and Superflex. And basically, in 1QB, he's 103. I'm not worried about it. Let's go to the next guy. Mr. Quentin Johnston with the next pick. This is a run of four wide receivers in a row, which is just fantastic by the NFL. Quentin Johnston lands in LA. And that's excellent. It's just another great landing spot. Oh, yeah, I get just Herbert for five years. What could go wrong there, right? And I know people might be a little bit worried because they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Newsflash, Mike Williams is fine, but he's not that good. Um, my hot take is that Quentin Johnson takes over the wide receiver two chair by week eight. And the end of the year, like, Mike Williams is just – he's the third option. <laughs> he's the guy, like, the the third peg that's left out. Um, Quentin Johnson still my wide receiver two in the class. I'm not worried about it. So, in Superflex, he's 107. Sorry, Will Levis didn't have it for you, so he gone. But yeah, QJ, like he's a damn good wide receiver. I don't get why he got the hate. He's the prototypical wide receiver. Everybody's looking for this class. There's only one of them in this class. There's so many small guys. It's QJ, and now he gets Herbert, and he gets to freaking go, just go beast mode downfield because he's got a massive A dot, and he just gets to just rack up yak. Like this is the dream landing spot for Quinshaw. People should be thrilled about this one. Like Mike Williams is not, if Quinn Johnson is who you think he is, Mike Williams is not gonna stop him from being himself. So yeah, that's a fun one. And by the way, the Chargers could save f- over 40 million in dead cap next year. Like they could save that much money by cutting both Keenan out and Mike Williams. They're not gonna cut both, but they'll probably move out from one. So don't worry about it. Now, the next pick, my boy Zay, he landed in Baltimore, and that's what feels up for that offense too. So you're getting you, these these back half wide receivers like they fill into perfect situations. So you have Zay, who's just a freaking baller. Like man, he was the one dude in Boston College that offense depended on. That's why he had the highest <laughs> the dominator in the single season and the highest dominator in his career because the Boston College offense ran through him. But he's a damn good wide receiver. Like I don't, I don't get it. He was my wide receiver three. Um, I might drop him a little bit just because we need to see the pass volume for Baltimore. Like that needs to go up. Newsflash, it's going to go up. I just don't know how much. But now they've they brought in Odell Beckham. They spent another first-round pick. Like They've invested premium capital, and they've brought in free agent. Like It's actually really good. The thing about Baltimore that makes Zay really appealing is that 
You have Odell Beckham coming back from his second ACL injury, same knee, and you have Rashad Bateman, who's never been able to stay healthy. He's returning with a Liz Frank injury in his foot. So, like, you have two wide receivers that are the top two receivers on the team with a combined two healthy legs, right? So, yeah, I wouldn't worry about today. I know people are like, oh, it sucks. No, man, they, they got rid of Greg Roman. They're bringing in Todd Munkin. Pass off is going to go up. Like this is probably what like the issue was with Lamar. He's like, nah, I can't, I can't keep doing this, right? So the pass, the pass volume is going to go up. So do not worry about Zay. He's very good. I honestly would not be shocked if he's the, if you want the hot take, if he's the wide receiver one in Baltimore, like leads team targets, receptions, like that's that's not surprise me at all. I'm I'm still thrilled with Zay. Like this is wheels up for Zay. Guess what? He is. He was my 109. And super flex drafts. Um, it's 108 right now. I'm ha- having a toss up with him on Addison what to do because Addison walked into the nuts landing spot as far as just like walking in competition. So we'll see. Well, it's basically they're both tied for wide receiver three. I'll just take who's ever cheaper. But let's talk about Jordan Addison. So the next pick, pick 23, Minnesota Vikings take Jordan Addison. And this is just four wide receivers in a row. But let's be real. Like, he, he, so Jordan Addison had a down year after. In 2021, winning the Belenikoff Award. He goes USC, his numbers just fall off the cliff, right? I think that more was more scheme and how they use him than anything else. They tried to line him up at X, and he's just he's just not an X wide receiver, let's be real. He's more of a flanker. So like they're he's gonna be offline of scrimmage because uh Harman kind of broke it down when he was pressed on line scrimmage or when he was on the line of scrimmage as opposed to offline of scrimmage, like his numbers are drastically different. So if you move Addison around, you get him off line of scrimmage, like, and he he, the coverage is not going to be focused on him because they have Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the league. Um, he's walking into easily well over 100 targets, no problem. Like we saw what Thielen did with Cousins for plenty of years, playing alongside Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson. Just just pencil Jordan Addison in for that. Like, that's a perfect landing spot. I'd be thrilled if you had Addison or you're a big Addison fan. You should be thrilled. Like I saw people talking about him as a wide receiver one, and I don't hate it. I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, it's just – that's perfection. You can't do that any better. So, wheels up for Jordan Addison. That's excellent. That's well done. And the last fantasy, like, asset, we saw Dalton Kincaid. He got drafted. The 25th pick overall. The only tight end to be drafted. And he goes to Buffalo. It's just – that's excellent. I was like, oh, my goodness. A nuts landing spot for Kincaid in Buffalo. Play with Josh Allen. This is what we want, folks. We want athletic tight ends who are good pass catchers. Playing with elite quarterbacks. So now you get Josh Allen. Guess what? Gabe Davis. Not that good. Who's going to be the wide receiver too? Or the second passing option? Freaking Dalton Kincaid. I know usually we're like, oh, tight ends. It sucks. Yeah. Kincaid is not that type of tight end. He's not going to be inline blocker. He's going to be stretched out. He's going to be off on scrimmage, stuff like that. So Kincaid's going to be a top total tight end. Here one. I That doesn't surprise me at all. I know people will be like, oh, it's going to be a slow start. Yeah. He's, he's just smaller. But the dudes are receiving like. He's just a weapon. So Buffalo took him in the first round. They're going to figure out how to use him. As long as he's healthy, which he had issues, and that's why he didn't test at the combine and things like that. As long as he's healthy, don't worry about it. Like, they have they have Dawson Knox who can play in line. Like, you don't need to – yeah, like, just let Knox do the tight end stuff. You let freaking Dalton Kincaid. You cook as a receiver, man, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. Like, he gets to stretch the middle of the field. Go down like I love that landing spot for Dalton Kincaid. So um he is my tight end one. In super flex drafts before I had about 204. It's gonna be real interesting 
where I'm going to end up putting him. I'm not sure because the wide receivers and the running backs all have not gone, which, by the way, tomorrow's going to be just cooking with great options. You're going to see players go to certain spots. We still have all these running back spots. We got um, Kansas City could take one. We got Dallas could take one. We got Philly. We got Miami. We have all these spots, these running backs. And we have these still sell for wide receivers. Like, there's plenty of wide receiver spots. So don't worry. We're still going to get Mayor going someplace, the tight end. Like, these spots are going to fill in. And somebody will take Levis. I don't know if it's round three, if it's round two, whatever, but he's going to go somewhere. We'll see how this all fills out. Day one was just, I haven't had that much fun watching the draft in a long time just because of how how out there it felt. Like we really just didn't have a clue what was going on. So it made it super entertaining. Just to recap, this is how it went. We had Bryce Young, went first pick to the Carolina Panthers. CJ Shroud, he went to the second pick to the Houston Texans. Anthony Richardson went to the fourth pick to the Indianapolis Colts. Bijan Robinson went with the eighth eighth pick to the Atlanta Falcons. Jameer Gibbs, shocker, went to the twelfth pick with the Detroit Lions. Jackson Smith and Jigba went to the Seattle Seahawks at pick twenty. Quinton Johnson went to the Los Los Angeles Chargers at pick twenty one. Say Flowers went to the Baltimore Ravens at pick twenty two. Jordan Addison went to the Minnesota Vikings at pick twenty three, and Dalton Kincaid went to the Buffalo Bills at pick twenty five. That's your first round recap. I want to thank you all for stopping in, enjoying the show. It was a great first day. We'll look forward to see what happens in day two. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. Stay on it. Like It's just, it's going to be a whirlwind. Some more day three running backs are probably going to die. So FYI, sell those guys. If you can in Dynasty, we saw what happened to Tyler Algier. Do not hold the bag with these day three running backs. Just trade them away. You can buy back in. I promise. It will be okay. Or if you have these pass catchers that you're worried about, get them off your roster. You Tomorrow is where people just get their dynasty value obliterates. So be careful holding these guys because they are ticking time bombs. Anyways, I am your host of the Ranties of Fantasy Football Fanatic Podcast, Jesse Bowler, a.k.a. JMoller05. You can find me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of them. I'll see you. So anyways, take care, folks. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh.